You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. Yeah, I think it's been a tense um, 24-hour period for each crew. Normally, the crews work from 9 till 9 the next morning, a 24-hour period. But obviously, they deep in the far, far from the original fire stations, and they normally get back to their only uh, their stations at around 12. So they sometimes work a almost a 30-hour 30-hour day, 30-hour shift. So they are tired, but they know there's a, a job to be done, and they will continue giving their best or 200% every day that they get to the incident. And hopefully with the aerial support and if the wind is, is, is in a favorable, favorable condition for us, um, we hope to try to contain this fire by latest, maybe Saturday or Sunday. So, Jermaine, just for those of us who are not in the area, so uh, at some point we were talking about two uh, separate fires, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Uh, so just give us an update on each of those. Yes, so the, the original fire, the initial fire was actually originated in Simonstown near to Mullis Point, and that was on Tuesday morning, chapter 7. So the other fire occurred last night just before 8 on the Glen Cain Expressway. So from the Glen Cain Expressway to the original fire, it's about 4 to 5 k's. And that fire actually threatened the, the houses at Stonehaven and, and Evergreen, Evergreen Estates. So that got us into a real frenzy at that time. So we had split up the resources, obviously, to contain the one uh, the one flank of the fire that's running from Simonstown all the way to Mysticlips and Scarborough. And on the other side, we had to contend with the raging fire um, coming down to those two estates. Mm. And, and and you did say, you know, you're hoping that you'd be able to bring these under control. But uh, there was apparently also an executive decision to call on all off-duty staff to report to the Goodwood Fire Station um, and also activation agreements with neighboring municipalities. Uh, so all of that in an effort to douse these flames. Uh, but is that still in place uh, at the moment, Jermaine? And also... How has this additional support actually contributed to your management of these fires at present? Yes, um, that uh, executive decision was made last night by the chief at around uh, 10 o'clock the evening. And I, I was one of those members that was called in. And so I had to go and assist with, uh, with a fire on that side of the mountain. And um, yes, we brought on several other vehicles to obviously assist um, to cover the other areas and with our um, mutual aid agreement that was activated uh, from fire, fire services from Stellenbosch, Cape Winelands, Overberg, West Coast Municipality, as well as Glackenstein Municipality to assist us in various uh, points. And they were strategically strategically placed so in the event if there was any other incidents, um, they could be dispatched to that uh, incident. Are you receiving any aerial support at this point, Jermaine? Yes, uh, first light this morning, we had three choppers, um, um, three choppers in the air, and then later on it was added to about five choppers and obviously two bombers. So they have been continuously flying and, and, and water bombing the, the areas from this morning already. So, you know, that is, of course, uh, much welcomed. Uh, but 
as it stands right now, as you said, uh, some people uh, were evacuated, some were told to be on standby to evacuate. So any details with regard to the assist- assistance provided uh, in case there needs to be an evacuation? Well, uh, normally that was to a uh, precautionary evacuation for the residents of Stonehaven as well as um, areas within Scarborough. But I think that, uh, that was done under the instruction of disaster risk management. And I think that um, residents are back in their homes currently. Mm. What about uh, a smoke exposure risk for residents in and around the areas that are currently affected? What advice do you have yeah, for well, them, Jermaine? Um, Yes, mostly um, we call on the residents. Obviously, close the uh, close the windows. Keep, keep the windows and do, keep the windows and doors closed so that they are not affected. And obviously, bring the pets into their homes as well. We've got the SPCA there that, that normally assist in the event of such emergencies. And just finally, uh, regarding uh, donations of refreshments or the like for the staff on the fire line, um, you know, if people want to assist, what can they do and how do they get that to you? Yes, I think that's one of the, well, one of the greatest attributes of the communities within the, the city of Cape Town. Um, we were inundated with, um, obviously, general donations, not only from the public, but from corporates as well. And if ever, anyone wants to sell the night, they can drop off the donations at the uh, main road in Simonstown. I know it's just next to the uh, police station. And what sort of stuff would you rather people bring, Jermaine? I think this would be Coke, energy drinks, energy bars, um, jelly babies, and all non-perishable stuff. And also maybe hygiene, eye drops, eye drops for putting the, the staff's eyes. All right. So uh, hoping that, you know, our listeners will also uh, continue to heed the call because I know some of them have indicated that they have. But thank you so much for the update as well. City of Cape Town Fire and Emergency Spokesperson Jermaine Carlson speaking to us there. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 Nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.